Welcome to Missions Corner. Our goal at Missions Corner is to bring you stories straight from the mission fields, both locally and from around the world, in hopes of inspiring you to get out and go live the abundant life that Jesus has called you to. Still as true today as when Jesus first said it, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Today we join in with Tim Knudsen and Karen Constable of Dakota Hope Clinic in a two-part interview where we discuss the recent Supreme Court ruling in which Roe v. Wade was overturned. Let's listen in. Welcome to a special episode of Missions Corner. I'm your host, Jason Pranzo. And I'm Jana Pranzo. We're here with Tim Knudsen and Karen Constable of the Dakota Hope Clinic to discuss the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade last week on June 24th. This is a historical case in which a 50-year ruling was overturned, and it has sent shockwaves across the nation, further polarizing an already polarized nation. So with that, Tim and Karen, welcome to this special episode of Missions Corner. Thank you. Good to be here. Ah, it's good to have you guys. Good to have you guys. So, yeah. let's just jump right into it. Huh? Yeah, I can't hardly believe it. I mean, you know, we've been talking about it for years, like there's going to be a day. But it's kind of like when someone passes away, you know, you can, someone could be sick for a long time and, you, you know, and then when the day it happens, you're just kind of like in awe, right? Yeah. And that's the way it was on June 24th. When I heard it, I still cried. I was still just like, really? I mean, I woke up to my wife coming in and wake me up saying, hey, <laughs> and we just left on vacation. And I mean, it's exciting. I feel like so many times people are down talking our nation, you know, we're just going to pot, you know, and yeah. it just seems like there isn't decisions like this made right now no it's it goes very much against the norm against the culture yep you know and then um, it, it, it's interesting just that one little extra tidbit but then the supreme court made the decision that that coach could yes pray yep. at the halftime of the high school games i know right wins right. in one week i'm like <laughs> what you know and then do you and, feel like it was one of those moments too like where this is one of those like where you remember i remember where i was that day when i found out that roe v wade was overturned i mean i I was at my mom's visiting, and the second I saw it, I'm like jumping up and down, calling Jason goosebumps. It was kind of one of those big moments. I'll remember where I was on June 24th, 2022. And it's something that I think I want to encourage people to continue to reminisce Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like 9-11. You know, my kids were super tiny little, you know, but now my little five, six-year-olds, they hear us talk about that. And so it's got to be one of those reminiscing things that we really do continue to bring this back to the forefront of our memory because... Mm -hmm. uh, it will be forgotten, you know, and then also, too, when we as adults talk about something so fervently, you know, so when we talk about Jesus, we talk about whatever it is. So if it's always politics, if it's always about coffee, whatever it might right. be, it's going to be the kids are going to know that that must be something that we really earnestly care about. Right. Yes. And so this has got to be one of those things. Not to mention, too, you think about this, right? This is a 50 year history of of Roe v. Wade, where the ruling basically made it a constitutional right to murder an innocent unborn child that that unborn child had no rights right. whatsoever right. and so now i like what how you said that tim that we need to educate our kids they need to know that because if we forget our history we're doomed to repeat it right right, right. and it's interesting because I've met so many people too that we like, well, no, I, I, I like what you guys do down there at Dakota Hope, but I still think it's within the woman's rights since it is within the law for them to go ahead and have an abortion. Yeah. So someone used that as an excuse to me this past year. Um, and 
I said to him, I said, well, when Roe versus Wade gets overturned in June, then I said, then you'll be coming to our banquet and supporting what we do because it's within the law now. Exactly. And he kind of gave me the deer in headlights like, uh, you know, so just because it's law. Doesn't make it morally right. Exactly. So I always yeah. tell my kids when they turn 18, I'm like, go ahead and go get some pornography now. Yeah. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. hey, go buy some cigarettes while you're at it, too. Yeah, right? go at it. Smoke them if you got them. It's right. It's okay now. It's, you know, it's within your rights. And so understanding, too, that constitutionally, you know, so like a while back, I remember when the Supreme Court said, now, by their interpretation, people say this all the time, they should be making laws. They're not. They're interpreting laws. And yes. so within that, a few years ago, they also said that gay marriage is now allowed Right. Across the nation. It was illegal in North Dakota, but then all of a sudden we got usurped by the Supreme yeah. Court and their interpretation of law. Same thing. So now, Roe versus Wade, they realize like, wow, 49 years ago, 1973, erroneously, their judgment was wrong. You know, it's just like now they're making that. It, it, it was never constitutionally okay to murder anybody. I mean, right. obviously, nope. obviously. And so that's the thing is that it comes down to um, life is precious, you know, and, and it's interesting because anytime people bring up, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was the same week too that there was that shooting in Texas and all those mm -hmm. kids, you know, heartbreaking. Yes. But then somebody said, you know, oh yeah, 18 kids, you know, got shot, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I said, yeah, I know. Did you hear about the 20 kids that died in Fargo last week? Oh. They're like, what? I said, and there's going to be 20 more killed this next Wednesday. And the next Wednesday, and the next Wednesday, I said, it happens every week here in North Dakota. And they said, you can't compare that to this. Why, Why not? not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And that's the thing is, I think this is going to shine more light on it because a lot of people do look to leadership such as our government, our yes. Supreme Court. So when they see, see this ruling that for some reason this is wrong, it's going to make them think about it. Because... Not everybody's so died in the wool right. about this. And it takes conversation like we're having around the table here to just be able to talk about it openly mm -hmm. and then hopefully lead them to the gospel too because this yes. is a very gospel-centered Absolutely. It is. Topic. Absolutely. Because since the beginning, you know, Satan's been out to, you know, Revelation 12, it talks about it, you know, that the red dragon was waiting for that woman to give birth so he could devour the baby. Yep. Right? So, I mean, he's always been against stopping life and moving forward with life. Absolutely. So we already we already kind of discussed it, right? Looking at the SCOTUS, how they, they basically ruled in reviewing the law that abortion is not a constitutional right, where Roe v. Wade said it was the constitutional right of a woman. Um, we biologically and scientifically have proven that that baby is not... A part of the mother that baby exists in the mother because it can't exist outside of the mother right mm -hmm. and so in this ruling scotus has ruled that uh, abortion is no longer a constitutional right so what does that mean exactly right so now in essence it's given it back to the individual states for their determination right so therefore constitutionally it's coming back to state law as opposed to federal law yeah. And, and the interpretation that the, as, the, as the courts see it. And so, therefore, it's turned back over to the state. So, it doesn't mean that it's over. So, for us in North Dakota, it just means that that 
the abortion clinic that's in Fargo is moving across the river yep. to our liberal neighbors in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have their clinic there. So now that trip for these girls is just another two miles. Yep. So it's not any different for us. And so I think in that understanding, too, that now within the state, you know, there's this control that we have. And with that understanding of what control means is what? It's devising laws within the North Dakota State Century Code that protect life. And so I want to read to you, this is, I find, very, very cool. This is the North Dakota Bill of Rights, Article 1, Section 1. All individuals are by nature equally free and independent and have certain inalienable rights, among which are those of enjoying and defending life and liberty, acquiring and possessing, protecting property and reputation, pursuing and obtaining safety and happiness, and to keep and bear arms for the defense of their person, family, property, and the state, for the lawful hunting, recreational, and other lawful purposes, which shall not be infringed. Mm. Shall not be infringed upon. Yep. And so right there, oh. I mean, defending life and liberty. So, I mean, within that context, I mean, that's what we want, all of us. Yes. Right? I mean, that's yes. the fight on both sides. But we see it beyond just ourselves. We want to defend the life of who it says right yeah. there, our family. Exactly. In fact, if anything, we're looking at making sure freedom is available for all, mm -hmm. right? This pro-choice movement looks to sacrifice somebody else's freedom for another's inconvenience. Right. Really, when we get down to it, it's inconvenience. Yep. Yep, right? it is. And at Dakota Hope, we want to direct people to that so when they do come in, we sit and talk to them about it and they come in and, you know, they're not just like, I just want to you know, have an abortion. Like They're just like, well, I just want to have a little bit more time with my husband. I just, you know, or I can't really afford it. And it's just, you know, and it takes a little bit of Holy Spirit, give me the right words and help direct them into yeah. like understanding what they're going to do because it's been proven over and over and over again, statistically, that they're going to have pain later on like i mean regret right. that kind of yes. pain you know and at the time it seems like a good solution mm -hmm. but the regret will come right yeah and how many people are haunted you know for their life right you know how many people are are drugged down by this yep. you know and i know we've talked on previous inter interviews and in previous conversations that that dakota hope clinic has counseling available for both men and women who are who have experienced abortion and so that's there but to be honest with you wouldn't it be great to put that need away and to never ever need it because abortion is no longer a thing right i like the dream of that too you know i really do yeah. but i'm doubtful of that too yeah you know it's like the poor will always be with you right it's one of those mm -hmm. things you know we're not anywhere close to making it mandated across the nation because of which I do I, I appreciate that we have a constitutional right as a as a state and as a union that we have you know the states that are able to mm -hmm. choose for themselves right yeah so therefore that's where we're going to have that division between us and Minnesota mm -hmm. you know and there's going to always be a little liberal so yes. I, I like the idea that you know there will be abortion free but I think that'll be the day when Christ comes back <laughs> I yeah. think that's it and then for those that have 
suffered, you know, like, or are suffering with um, a past abortion or Dakota Hope offers Discover Peace program. And, um, and that's a, a free, it's a confidential. And we have a lot of people that show interest in it and express that they're glad that we have this yeah. available for them, but they can't even walk in the doors. And just because there's so much fear of being exposed, but it's confidential. I mean, there's no, and the people that have gone through it have just been really, you know, finding grace and finding mercy. And the majority of these people that show that interest in coming to these meetings Mm -hmm. are Christians. I mean, I I truly believe born again Christians, but are just suffering with this, the rhetoric that we hear and read, you know, that's, I think that's really what's hard about like facebook and yeah as we read these comments that are so hurtful there's no grace and love with it it's all accusatory and for somebody who's already carrying that much guilt to pile it on isn't going to help at all yeah and that's exactly it and i think uh if we can have that grace when we're having that conversation even on facebook and if we if we notice it goes down the road that's a little bit funny just see if we can take it offline Mm -hmm. and so i've i've a couple times i've had people private message me or if they or you know if they do say something within the thread i'll say hey i I want to keep our friendship can we just talk offline can we meet in person can we you know and i've never had anybody take me up on it you know because they don't really have an argument and um and i think but willing to offer it and i think if we make ourselves approachable and i've I've learned that many times in making comments about stuff that comes across harsh Mm -hmm. yeah you know and i know a lot of my conservative friends or whatever think that it's a sign of weakness on my part if i don't just jump on somebody but i don't agree <laughs> right. you know you know that's the thing though tim we're not called to hate the sinner we're not even called to hate the sin right, right? because i got enough of my own sin to worry about to let alone to hate somebody else's sin yep. but instead it you know it's our job we're called to come alongside yep. and really there's that old saying you win more flies with honey than you right. do with vinegar. Right. So what are you going to prove? You're going to prove that you can alienate somebody. And looking at the mission of Dakota Hope, it's your guys to your guys' goal is to bring people in that are hurting and help. Yep. How are you going to bring somebody in if they they believe they're going to be condemned? Right. Um, and for our listeners, I want them to understand that you know you had mentioned it, Tim, that that Dakota Hope Clinic is confidential, um, and it is a confidential care it's not condemnation because at the end of the day we're called to love mm-hmm. right we, we we're not called to condemn it's not my job to con- condemn somebody else for sin because you know what i got enough of my own right. anyway right right so i and i want our, our listeners to understand that and to, and to get over the stigma of coming in for help if you have had an abortion there is forgiveness in jesus christ if you have had an abortion, nobody here at the Dakota Hope Clinic is going to condemn you. It happened, regardless of the circumstances that it happened under. It happened. Um, but at Dakota Hope, there is a caring clinic. There are a caring staff who love and who all know the love of Jesus. And so I want to make sure that's abundantly clear to our listeners that they understand that and that this is a safe place to come and a safe place to get care. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that can only be found in Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Now with uh, abortion being illegal, there's a lot of things that people are saying, whether it be on Facebook or face-to-face. There, there's a lot of myths about what it is and what it's not. Um, like, I, 
ectopic pregnancies or the back alley abortions. Um, can you speak to that? Like how people could educate themselves on this and how that's really not true? Right. As far as ectopic, t- tell me if I'm wrong, but I mean, basically the baby's not coming to fruition and it's not going to, you know, and so aborting that child, I mean, that child more likely is already passed by the time they have, you know, taken the child out. And so it's not in the sense of an abortion like what we have been fighting for. We're, you know, it's not the stopping of a life that could still prosper and be viable and all those right. reasons. So within that thinking, that is not a good argument, you know, on their side mm-hmm. at all. Because, you know, it's not like we're, we just want to protect the life that is there and it has, you know, and has, and even if that life is only for a, a, a smidgen of time. Right. You know, I mean, it's been shown and proven many times and we we have a, a, a volunteer that comes and speak to our Bright Future class on Wednesdays that we have, you know, when we have youth groups come in and, uh, and she, I can't remember what, what, what the diagnosis was but they knew that the child more likely would not make it to birth and if it did wasn't going to live very long because he only had part of his skull and had really no brain and but they chose to celebrate it and with that thinking then they went out when she was pregnant and they took family pictures together and said here we took him you know to the ball game we took him golfing you know and you know and it's just pictures of her pregnant with the other kids and the husband and you know it was just it was really cool and it was a really good testimony and then when the child was born yeah they just doted on him for 24 hours until he passed. And it was, you know, and it's, and tell me as a woman to go through that whole process, to have that a child and to allow your body to go through mm-hmm. giving birth instead of stopping it short, I mean, is really God's will instead of stopping short, even though that child only lived for 24 hours, it still give her the peace that she needed. She had 24 hours with that baby. Yeah. It'd be worth all the pain and all the heartache to yeah. be able to still have that baby. Exactly. Without all the grit. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend who had that. It's called encephaly. I had a friend who, she did the same thing. The doctors kept telling her, we need to abort, we need to abort. She said, absolutely not. Right. And her labor was harder, and it was a very painful thing, but she got to have a day with her baby. Yeah. What a blessing. What a blessing is right. And this is where I think people are getting so confused with it. Their ectopic pregnancies, right? Baby is in the fallopian tube instead of the uterus. It can't be viable. And so people are saying, well, women are going to be, you know, killed for this. They can't. They're just not understanding that's not the case. That it was never, that's not about aborting a baby. It's about saving the mother. So for, you know, our listeners, when they hear this, if they've gone through ectopic pregnancy, it's still a loss of a child. Can they still come into the clinic and have counseling for that? Yeah, absolutely. We're here for any loss, miscarriage, ectopic. We want to be here when it comes to family issues, really. I mean, we have people that have, like a child that maybe was placed in an adoption outside Mm -hmm. of their control. So we have a birth moms class. That's for those moms that have children that have been placed in adoption and are still missing that child. Mm -hmm. You know, whether they chose to do it willingly, which is a brave, loving choice if it's the right choice for you at that time, but it doesn't mean that you don't suffer loss. And so, yes, we ha- we're here for all those reasons, you know, and to make sure that people know and understand that, you know, people say, well, you guys just care about the babies. No, <laughs> we do not. And it's not just about, we care about you. Right. We want you to be the best that you can be within Christ, right? And so it's so important that people know that their, their purpose and their destiny through Jesus, right? And it says before the foundations of time, 
that we were all had a, a, a work that was prepared for us. Right. You know, and it's not just like I'm talking like this work here where we're at Dakota Hope and we're on the radio station. No, it's a work that Christ has given that's prepared for us to go out and tell people about Jesus. And there's a purpose and a destiny. So every baby that was created in the image of God has that same purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not for us, any individual, to decide whether or not that baby should come to fruition. Exactly. And what was the second point of that? You said the first one was that topic. What was the other one? The back alley abortion. That's another argument, people. We're going to have to be forced to go and have this back alley abortion. Women are going to die. And Right. And, you know, even before 1973 and then when that, you know, when it happened, those statistics are not true, you know. And for the most part, what it is is it's just a fear-mongering. Satan loves to create fear and unknown and uh, all that, too. And it just is not truthful at all you know so people like to really grab on to that because that's their hope for continuing to have an abortion sure that's right do you remember uh, was it in in the beginning of the month when we had the mike, mike spencer, spencer. Mm-hmm. event when he came and talked and one of the statistics he talked about uh there was when they talked about tens of thousands of women's this was that that was the specific verbiage tens of thousands of women were going and having illegal abortions Right, and there were complications from that, and we found out the exact statistic. Yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, forty-seven women. Yep. Yeah. Not so tens of thousands. Talking yeah. about yeah, no, that's a far cry from tens of thousands. It's not even a hundred. Right. It's not even a hundred. So this back alley fear. Second point to that: nobody's forcing anybody right. to have an abortion when it comes to a medical procedure. Just to talk touch uh, back to that Mike Spencer event and, and what he had talked about, that he has doctors backing this, that there is no medical reason to target a baby. We talk about the ectopic pregnancy that you mentioned it, Tim. It's a procedure where the baby is not viable. We don't have the medical technology to take the baby out of the fallopian tube and place it in the uterus right. where it will be in an environment where it can survive. Right. But specifically, that baby is still not targeted. Right when the fallopian tube is removed, the fallopian tube is removed, and the baby dies as a result of the medical procedure. But the baby is, and I, I hate to be crude to our listeners, but abortion is a very bloody and violent topic, um, and there's a lot of dressing that's put on it. But an abortion rips a baby apart, literally rips them to pieces, and that baby is specifically targeted. And in an ectopic pregnancy where that fallopian tube is removed, that baby's not targeted. Right. Pain is not inflicted on that infant, yep. right, or on that on that fetus. Pain is not inflicted, right? That, that baby is unfortunately dies as a result because it couldn't get into the mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So, yep. You know, abortion being illegal in North Dakota, is that going to stop women from, you know, still being able to, to order the abortion pill? Right. And it, unfortunately, no. Yeah. I mean, and it's supposed to be, you know, and those companies that uh, are sending it into North Dakota are supposed to be held accountable. But we're not going to see that happen. That's pretty <laughs> short of, you know, let's open every piece of mail that comes. Right. You know, I mean, we get all kinds of crazy stuff in the mail that we're not supposed to. You know, I mean, can't even sell yard yards on eBay. I mean, come on. Yeah. So so it comes back down to our responsibility as Christians, what are we called to do? And it's to encourage, not just get people to come in, you know, darken the doorstep of the church, you know, it's to really find out what life is all about. 
And it's all about Jesus. You know, when we start to have more self-respect for who we are in Christ, you know, then we're going to be more effective in really speaking life into people and helping them to realize that what they are doing, whether it's self-harm or their baby, whatever it is, you know, and that's Satan's ploy ever since the beginning, you know, is uh, to just really focus on ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know. I was just to say, wouldn't it be great, though, if we could be those kind of people who do show the love of Jesus to the people who have either had abortion or who are going through an unintended pregnancy, that we could be that safe place to come to like we're supposed to. Yep. yep. It'll be and welcoming. The, and that's the thing. I mean, everybody that's listening right now, there's a way better chance that you are going to have contact with one that person than them coming to us. and Because the majority of the people that walk through our door heard of us by word of mouth. So it's somebody out there knows about who we are what we do where we're at all that kind of stuff and then they are telling them to come to talk to us but if you're the first front line of defense yeah then you have all kinds of capabilities there just to be able to speak life into them and love them and hug them and just really take that opportunity you know before they come in our door you know uh it's interesting you mentioned that too and about people being equipped and you have mentioned the church Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, but please join us on the next episode of Missions Corner for the second half of our interview with Tim Knudsen and Karen Constable. At Missions Corner, we pray that this episode has blessed you and fueled your passion for serving the Lord. As our brother Paul reminds us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, Jesus saved us for a reason and a purpose. That purpose is to win people to Christ, disciple them in Christ, and send them out for Christ. You can listen to this episode again for free on demand at the App Store or Google Play or visit us at missionscorner.com. Thank you for listening and we pray that the Lord greatly blesses you.